Kind of. So, yeah, you got your... Was that your first time getting a tarot card reading? Yes. Yeah, it was. It was It was interesting. Because, like, I don't really believe in that shit. But, like, uh, when the first card was Hermit, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it's like, that's me, me to a here. Yeah, and the two friends I was with, they both started, like, I could see them, like, giggling off to the side. They're like, yeah, that's, that's me. Um, so... Yeah, it was cool. It was uh, it was interesting for sure, uh, just in the the accuracy of it. And normally, I'm a big skeptic. Like, it's all just really general, so of course it's going to be slightly accurate. But this was pretty accurate. I mean, it read that I was depressed <laughs> and like fighting against like a darkness, um, and to said to lean on friends, which I have been doing a little bit more. Um, also to trust my gut. That was the main thing through both readings, both the tea leaves and the the tarot, like, you know, trust your instincts. So pretty cool. Uh, yeah, pretty cool experience. I, again, I don't put a whole lot of credence into it, but it was, it was fun to see how accurate it actually was to my current state of being and like who I actually am as a hermit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you coined the phrase, there's no plans like cancel plans. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I can attest to that. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, that it made me want to do it after seeing it, and especially the tarot cards look so cool. Yeah, yeah, my cards looked awesome too. Like I was, I was psyched to see my my cards pop up. I was like, oh yeah, these are all dope looking cards too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was cool. Um, I can hook you up with the the lady that did it for me. I used to work with her. She's a cool lady. Hell yeah. Um, to talk about the night drive playlist, um. I feel like we left it vague enough to where we could get really cool submissions, which we did, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I guess I just want to know where, like, w- what do you do with your night drives? Like, are you doing it to contemplate, or are you doing it to like jam, or what? What are you? What are you doing for for night drives? I think I think that's where you and I differ just slightly. Is because like mine are more like. I think of mine as like a car commercial or like a neon future kind of thing. That's like where I'm driving through a city and the lights are passing by, the windows are down and I'm like doing this with my hand yeah. and like more of a jam, but I do want them to be contemplative, but also happy. So that's why all my picks are exactly sound the way they do. Cause I had a different song in there initially and I was like, nah, it doesn't quite, it, this is a night drive song, but it doesn't fit the vibe I was going for. Like it, it really depends on my mood. This is just the mood I was in for night drives. And it just something something about it spoke to me and it gave me that endorphin hit having those that type of sound listening to it all week. Um, like that's the playlist I put together is the kind of night drive mood I'm in currently. Where yeah. I need like up, uplifting, like kind of electronic sounding because I want to be in like Neo Tokyo and like shit like or like just in a city center in general um, where it's a little bit more uh, modern. Yeah. Whereas I think yours are more like by yourself in the woods like screaming screaming out kind of stuff yeah that's that's kind of what i do when i go on night drives too sometimes it's just like i i don't want to be in the house anymore i want to go on a drive or sometimes it's like you're you got a long drive home from somewhere especially now that i live farther out than i've ever lived so like i don't know there's something about just like taking a different route home and just Mm -hmm. listening to music that like makes you i don't know I, there's a specific type of music that I feel like I could only pick for this playlist. It wouldn't really fit in any other mood playlist, even like the bonfire playlist, I think. So 
Yeah. One of one of yours, I one of yours would be perfect for a bonfire, but the rest of them, I I agree, like they're not the right vibe. And it's necessarily. yeah. Fuck it. Let's let, you know what. Let's get into it. Let's just get into it. <laughs> hey everybody, and welcome to Off the Beaten Cliff. This week we are doing the Night Drive playlist. Yes, sir. So let's get into it. <laughs> Light as a feather when I'm floating through Reading through the daily news Measuring the hurt within the golden rule Centimeters of ether, I'm heating the speaker Motivational teacher with words that burn people Singing the headlines, line with discord It's either genocide or the planet in uproar Never good, the rules in paradise are never nice The best laid plans of mice and men are never right I'm just a vagabond with flowers for Algernon An average Joe who knows what the fuck is going on It's the hope of my thoughts that I travel upon Fly like an arrow guys we're here we're doing the night drive playlist yes sir um i think you guys kind of heard in the beginning like kevin and i's head spaces but um yeah i i think this is a fun playlist that we've kind of talked about on the periphery and i i forget how it came up maybe mason brought it up maybe it's something we've been tossing around but it feels like a good time of year to do a night drive playlist because halloween's over Really, what we have to look forward to is like Thanksgiving, Christmas. It really kind of slows down this time of year, and that's where I feel like we start getting a little more contemplative. Our music listening changes, our music styles that we listen to change. Like it's it's a really cool time of year, and I, I I'm really excited to kind of commemorate that switch in our brains. Yeah, no, I I think we both had similar ideas on what a night, night drive playlist is and mine can certainly flip towards more towards what you picked a lot of the times but for me i've been in a certain mood and i kind of needed a certain a very specific mood um and so that's what i went with and kind of drove that point home um but yeah night, night drives can kind of take on really anything but i think generally like a mid-tempo contemplative but generally uplifting um kind of thing it can be sad sometimes but i don't prefer my night drives to be sad i go to clear my head so i don't want to be sad um yeah it, it can be a number of different things but generally it's not too low energy and not too high energy it kind of rides that midline so yeah and it, it it all it almost depends on what's going on in your life at that moment like some of the best night drives are like when you're going through a breakup or something monumental in your life happens and you're like I need to go clear my head and if you just hit like shuffle on your music and you find some songs that just like strike you at the right time uh, that I think that's really cool so um, yeah this is probably going to be one of my favorite playlists that we've built just because night driving is how one of my favorite ways to consume music mm -hmm. in your car alone the music up and just like there's nothing really to look at so you're feeling the music like you're looking at the road but you're feeling and listening and it's just a completely different way to absorb music and i'm really excited to talk about it yeah i mean night, music has always been more of a nighttime thing for me anyway i just i like listening to music at night and i don't really know why i think i've always just i don't know i like the coolness like the, how everything like the temperature cools down um I don't know. Me listening. There's something cool about it. Like I prefer. Like 
if you're at a festival, I always like the nighttime sets better. Not just because they're the better bands, but because there's just a cooler vibe to it. I don't know. Cool things happen at night. And so I think music is cooler at night. So um, doing a playlist like dedicated to those night drives, I think is, is a really cool, it was a fun idea. I don't know who brought it up originally, but it was on one of the shows. Um, but I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah, let's do that. It might've come up during the, the campfire. Cause it, it's, it's similar, but completely different in my mind. Yeah, it's different. Um, so we have some audience submissions. Um, we'll start with Mason Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says white Ferrari by Frank ocean. What, what would be a night drive playlist without Frank ocean? Yeah. And it's kind of exactly what I was just talking about. That kind of, that slower tempo, very contemplative, uh, very relaxing. Um, as far as like sonically. So yeah, I mean, just a uh, great pick. This is, this would have fit right into the picks I was making for sure. Yeah. I, Frank ocean, ever since thinking of you and that whole orange album, I just, I love him. I think what's he got two albums to his name. I don't know. He's one of those guys that like, I love, but I just never listen to. Yeah. Like, he just uh, never in my playlists, even though I know I like him. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a huge Frank Ocean fan, and I think we're slowly getting you on the bandwagon. And uh, I think if we add enough songs, we could have the whole discography, kind of like War, or kind of yeah. like Twerp. We've almost got the whole discography by now. Um, I don't think Ben sent a uh, an email, but he has his pick if you want to read that one. Uh, I don't have it pulled up. Um, his pick is... Hold on, let me pull up the Discord because he actually wrote something in Discord. Um, yeah, so his song is Hex by Rez. Uh, had a busy weekend, so I'll go with my first thought. Anytime it's dark, it's a good time for my girl Rez. He also added, Dill, you might not like this one. Uh, I haven't listened to it, but I know Rez's general um, uh, feel, and I like Rez a lot. I've been listening to her new album that was dropped on Halloween night. It's fucking awesome and creepy and good night music for sure. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> You're in a very anti-electronic mood this week, and it pisses me off. That's not true. It is. Like, I read your notes, dude. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to read before we, we do the show. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard when I'm doing my notes and you already are in there talking shit about one of my. Things. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this song just, I don't know. Sometimes I really get in the mood for EDM, and maybe it's because we did a full album last week that like, I just wasn't in the mood, and I liked that style of. Uh, Empire of the Sun last week, so hearing mm-hmm. this just sounds like beep beep boop boop to me, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's really bad for a podcaster that listens to music every week. But that's how I feel. Damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, Grant commented on our Instagram and says "Saving Grace" by Tom Petty, and to be honest, this is a song I'd never heard from Tom Petty, and it's got a little edge to it, man. Yeah, no, I I've been watching football all day, so I didn't have a, I didn't listen to any of these. Um, but I, I'm sure it's. I mean, Grant, I would never misses with his picks, or very rarely misses with his picks. So I'm sure it's good. Um, you can go ahead and talk about it though, because I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, it it just kind of surprised me. It's a, it's almost a westerny kind of song, and it's just got mm-hmm. Tom Tom Petty's normally so like soft and gentle. Um, if anyone watches uh Big Mouth, um. 
the dad on Big Mouth Elliot. He is no he calls himself Soft Daddy because he like he's a he's a dad who's like super soft and um has a gentle hand and wants to like anything can be solved by love and he turned into like hard daddy and that's what Tom Petty I think did with this song was just like he went full hard daddy on this song. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to listen to it now. I just uh you know maybe I'm making too much out of it but I when I was listening to it I was like this is not Tom Petty man. This is who heard him? Or or you just haven't listened to a whole lot of Tom Petty. That's true. I mean, I listen so. to the Wildflower album a lot, so that's my... Yeah. Um, your one touchdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alex Sullivan also commented on our Instagram and says, It's a Trip by Joy Wave. And it's very reminiscent of your one of your picks. Oh, interesting. It kind of reminds me of the 2010s indie... Um, kind of what you're going to get into with passion pit um it kind of reminds me that maybe a little more new wave than that but i it was a fun little a fun little jaunt i saw my favorite uh classification like genre today as i was doing some uh i did a little bit of research on one that that pick you're talking about um and they labeled it as indie tronica and i think that's such a cool classification because it fits perfectly for um the song i picked for sure yeah the the um, less adjectives the better yeah indytronica can... is it perfect yes perfect so yeah sorry, those what were you are... gonna say i cut you off i'm sorry oh that i was just saying Indy indytronic's perfect and thank you to everyone who sent us audience submissions we kind of yes. uh had a quick turnaround this week so everyone that submitted submitted very quickly and uh made it as always a very fun playlist it's going to be 14 15 songs long and if we missed anything, I'm sure we'll we'll add an addendum at the end of the episode like we normally do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mason was in there like almost before I was done putting my shit in, and I created the playlist. Yeah. So uh, he was, yeah, his was in actually before I finished it. So kudos to Mason. He was on top of it this week. I think we also promised him that he could come back for this episode, but we're doing it a lot quicker than we thought we would. So yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, let's get into your first pick. Okay, so my first pick is Feather, uh, featuring a Sissy Star and Aiken by Nujabes. I believe that's how, or Nujabes. Some people say Nujabes. I believe it's Nujabes. It's a acronym of the guy's real name, which is Jun Sabe. Um, he is a legendary lo-fi hip-hop producer. He died way too soon. Uh, he was just starting to get his grasp in the world, and he's really kind of like the guy that brought lo-fi hip-hop to the forefront like it had, it had existed in some form until then but he was the one that kind of perfected it and really made it popular using like old jazz samples and stuff like that and had a really has a really jazzy um feel to his hip-hop beats and i watched a couple short documentaries doing some research on him today and the guys that worked with him have are so appreciative of what he did for their career because he was just a he was just a crate digger that like had a couple record stores in japan and he randomly called this dude in england <clears throat> and they started working together and it's just they made some fucking sick music together and uh this is my favorite uh nuja bass track it's his most listened to by far um uh, it's just there's something about like a, a art form perfected and like uh, I don't know. There's a good lo-fi out there, but I don't think it's ever been better than what Nujabes did. Um, 
it's just I don't know. It's the beat is tremendous. It's so uplifting and light, and uh, it's it feels futuristic because it's lo-fi, and that always feels kind of cool. Um, like I I mentioned it a little bit in the kind of opening there, where I was looking for the feeling I was looking for was driving through a city at night. And specifically, like almost sometimes like a futuristic city at night. Um, not necessarily that, but something where lights are whizzing by and you're enjoying the scenery of the city and you're just kind of, you want something chill um, to kind of just take in what you're seeing and it kind of fits the flow. Um, but yeah, I always like uh, the drifting away like a feather in air. Let, uh, let my words take me away from the hurt and despair. Um, because he spends all the verses talking about how the world's shitty, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna float away like a feather in air," and I'm just like, "Fuck yeah, dude! This that, it's so it's so good." If anything else, that's that's night drive right there. Yeah, I love. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, it it was a great first pick for the playlist. Um, I was surprised to see this song was as old as it was, 2005. Yeah, yeah, dude died in 2010, so um, he really was a pioneer as far as this genre goes. It's yeah, and it sounds. I want to avoid the trope of saying like, it sounds better than half the shit that's being made now, but it really does have like a certain feel of two thousand five. And you know, I love the piano in it. It's got a, like a hip hop beat, and you know, this is the kind of music that I felt like played on like NFL and NBA Street. I don't know if you ever played those, but like, oh yeah, you'd play, and the music would continue playing while you're you're playing in the game. And there was something always so cool about that because subconsciously you're like, this feels like urban music and you're playing this like urban game that the rules are different and just felt so cool to be in that world. And they had such good soundtracks. I don't know if the song was on there. I imagine it was because it. I just uh, maybe I'm just willing it to be on that. I'm remembering things differently, but that's how it feels like such a really cool time like it makes you want to be in brooklyn or something i don't know um yeah there's one thing that really bugs me about the song the piano is so loud that the vocals are almost in the back and there's a song later on that i have that i really like that but in this like the piano is so loud that you're trying to listen to this guy articulate himself and it's kind of hard to understand him and i just wish it was remastered you know can't really uh, you can't really have it back but i i love this song but i just wish the vocals were a little for, more forward i think that's on purpose he does that in all of his stuff and i think that's because if you listen to old jazz recordings that's how they're mixed like if there's piano or like a loud instrument it's always really far forward in the track and i think he wanted to capture that that sound like i think he was it was very intentional in the mix so uh, i get like like i mean i I don't get why you don't like it because i love it but um i understand like that might be distracting but that's i think that's just because that's how old jazz recordings are sound uh so i think he was very very uh aware of that um i would be remiss if i didn't mention the fact that he did the music for one of the best anime of all time in samurai shampoo um it's really cool it's like a it's a story set in feudal japan but it's got like a hip-hop track like track to it it's fucking it makes for an incredible show um and uh yeah it's really fucking cool um so yeah his his cultural impact in a very short amount of time is uh can't be understated or, or overstated i should say yeah 
Yeah, not, I don't. I don't have a problem with the pianos being so far forward, but I don't know. Instinctually, you want to turn it up because you want the vocals to be louder, and then the piano just gets louder. So, you know, maybe if I listen to it a few more times, I'll get over it. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's just how. Well, it you was. had you had the same note with uh, Tokonoma too. So I think it's just like you don't like jazz. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. I don't like the mixing of jazz. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So I think uh, it's just a, a matter of preference where, you know, you, you don't like the forward piano and that's fine. Yeah. Is it turn it down? <laughs> What's that piano? <laughs> who put that, who turned that Casio up so loud? <laughs> Can't hear myself think over that damn Casio. <laughs> um, so my first pick is Distraction by Angels and Airwaves. Um this song has been in my repertoire for night drives as long as I've been driving. That long building intro into those thundering drums. Dooga, 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 dooga. And I remember like watching people like cover this on YouTube. Like I've listened to this song maybe as much as I've listened to any other song. Just because I love the way it builds and just like it felt spacey before I knew that I liked that kind of music. And you know, we we've we've done a whole thing about Blink, but like the Blink breakup albums were better than most of Blink's discography, and <laughs> you know, the whole like "I'll be your distraction" is just like when I hear that, it gives me instant serotonin because like I don't know, there's something about Angels and Airwaves that makes you feel like when you're driving at night, you're driving through space or something like that. Like you're you're searching or you're you're on an adventure when you're really not. You're just driving, you know? Yeah. Um and I'll never forget a little anecdote from my friend from the baseball team that um he was in he was like one of the few friends that was really into this kind of music too. And he told me it was his him and his girlfriend's song. And I was like, that's a really interesting choice. So then I started listening to it more. And it is kind of, it's a sweet song without being like beating you over with a hammer. Like, and that was the only kind of like love songs I knew was like, I love you. I'll die for you. You want to watch uh-huh. me cut myself open with a knife right now to prove my love to you. But this is a little more subtle. And I really, I think that was the first time I really enjoyed a song that was like subtly like, all this crazy shit's going on and I'll be your distraction. And I was like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this is where I was like, when I first heard this and I was like, Oh, me and Bill were kind of going for the same feel. We just got there in very, very different ways, at least generally, mm-hmm. you know, that, that mid tempo uh, contemplation for sure. Um, I, I, and I don't know why, like when I saw angels and airwaves, I was like, Oh, I don't, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I, I don't know why. Um, but it makes so much sense for a night drive, especially like, especially for you. Like, I feel like your playlist this week is very, very Dylan. Like, I don't feel like you stepped out a whole lot on this playlist, which is okay. Um, but it's been a while since I've heard very, very Dylan <laughs> centric things. So it was, it was a bit of a loop for me for sure. Um, but yeah, no, this is something definitely you scream at the world while like it's whizzing by late at night. Like I could definitely see, I tried to put myself in your headspace. And like just driving around the area where you live at night and listening to this. And I could see that making a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I've always, I never listened to angels and airwaves, but everything I've heard from them, I, I really like, um, I think just cause I, I don't know. I like Tom's vocals. I think he, I he's just got a very interesting vocal delivery. And so he's always going to be 
he's the reason I didn't listen to Blink once he left. So, um, when, when, it, once once Tom went U two, it's hit or yeah. miss. But like yeah. the first two albums are perfect in my mind, and I picked this song specifically because I made mention to one of our friend, our mutual friends, that uh, one of my night drive artists was Angels and Airwaves, and he told me you could do so much better. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going <laughs> to. So when we decided this playlist, I'm like, they're going number one because. Who's, who said that? You don't want to say it on air? It's not worth okay. airing out. But yeah, I was like. And yeah, he was kind enough to send me a playlist and add some artists to my repertoire. But generally, I was like, what do you know? Like, <laughs> it's something I would say to someone, too, probably. But I was yeah. I was offended because like this is good night drive music I think. Yeah, it's a mood playlist, so it's going to be personal to you. So yeah. um, to say it's wrong is is a bit narrow minded. I think mm. um, you can you can disagree personally, but to tell somebody else their pick is wrong is is silly. Um, even though that's kind of the impetus of the show, but you know whatever. Um, my second pick uh, was a surprise even to me. But it's Elastic Heart by Sia. And I, I love this song. I loved it when it came out. I really like Sia uh, in general. I don't really listen to her a whole lot. But when I do, I'm like, fuck, yeah, Sia's good. She's a good pop artist for sure. Uh, she's just very, very interesting. Uh, they don't sound like Florence and the Machine, but they're interesting. In this, she's interesting in the same way as Florence and the Machine, where it's like, uh, this is a lot different than whatever I'm, else I'm listening to. And I, I like it for that reason. Um, the music video for this is fucking weird. It's Shia LaBeouf dancing with like a preteen girl, uh, but it's a song about a breakup. So it's, it's fucking weird. Um, it's, 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 it doesn't give me pedo vibes, but it very well could just based on what the, the, the song is about. Um, but again, I was looking for like that neon future city drive vibe, and this fits that perfectly. The very kind of mid tempo, weird kind of, uh, almost feels like backwards looped track. Um, I don't know. It, and it's very compl- contemplative lyrically. Like I always loved the beginning of the chorus where uh, I'm still fighting for peace. I've got thick skin and elastic heart. Like it's heartbreaking, but somehow still positive. It's like, fuck you. I'm tough and you can't bring me down. You know, it's, it's definitely a night drive after a breakup kind of song. It's like, you know, I'm better than this. Like I've got an elastic heart. I've got tough skin. Uh, the rest of the chorus is kind of like you, you, but you know, your, your knife might be too sharp, you know, kind of thing where she was clearly broken up by it, but she's still got that thick skin and elastic heart where she's just had it broken so often. It's just like, I don't know if for some reason it still uplifts me. I think it's just because musically it sounds kind of uplifting. Yeah. See, uh, wow. I, it's just another pop artist that I didn't give enough time and maybe, you know, I just need to be shown them because I'm not going to go around and listen to all the pop artists. Like I remember uh chandelier and I remember uh cheap, cheap thrills. Mm-hmm. Both those songs huge on TikTok, and like I remember her like, you could have her hair and the sunglasses as like a thing a Snapchat filter. That's the most I knew about Sia before this, and it was a nice surprise, man. It reminds me of like a lot of great pop songers with similar voices, kind of like you were saying with Florence and the Machine. I had some others, but I couldn't really narrow them down to write them down. But it just kind of has that like sultry 
mid 2010s voice that everyone loves and we still love it and people are still getting popular with that kind of voice and it's because it has like this like different layer of emotion that isn't just like you know Mariah Carey or you know it's it's just a different version that we really like um it's another great vibe pick honestly and I I really liked the line I may snap and I move fast but you won't see me fall apart and mm-hmm. like that's just like fuck yeah, girl, girl power. I fucking I'm I'm with you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, I think her the way she delivers is super interesting because I think that's kind of what you're talking about too with that mid 2010s female vocalist is like that's it, they were really more focused on like musicality and their delivery more so than just like pure vocal talent. And I think you get a like. I don't know. That's what makes it so cool, you know? So, yeah. It anyway. Was, it was around the same time, like, Paris and Halsey and all those, like, girls that, like, didn't have, like, the traditional high-pitched voice. They came in with, like, a little bit deeper, a little bit, like, edgier and sultry, and it's awesome. Yeah. All right. My second pick, Black Magic by Rustin Kelly. Mm-hmm. Rustin Kelly, man. I mean, I, I think I've put a lot of his songs on our playlist and it's just another staple, I think, for Night Drives. A lot like Sia. I think we kind of did have a pattern. Like, I like the sultry and the subdued vocals and the guitars to start. And then the song, like, progressively builds into this really big chorus. And it makes me want to be on a back road and screaming about how love sucks, even though it doesn't always. But, like, in this moment, it does. And, you know... He mentions about Halloween, and I was like, kind of in the mood for Halloween, and it just everything about this song is perfect for this time of year, and especially night drives. Um, Zoe says that she thinks he sounds like Brendan Flowers from The Killers. I can hear it sometimes, maybe not always, um, but she also says there's like a little layered guitar that's a little bit higher pitched, and it is kind of indie. Uh, I think there was something in one of his previous songs that he didn't like that you said sounded like twangy country but there's really nothing that is even remotely country in this song i don't think i think it's no. any almost more indie rock more yeah it's definitely more than anything yeah yeah no i uh you talked about the chorus and i love it it's my favorite part of this song for sure um it's a howl at the moon track absolutely and uh but yeah the chorus it's almost like we throw on the e-brake and kind of power slide into it um because I don't know. It just, it's, it, it, it feels like you're kind of like floating. You're, you're hitting G forces like with the, with the, the chorus. I don't know. There's just something about it. It kind of really drives forward that emotion in the chorus. Even if you're not even listening to what he's talking about, how love is just black magic and how it kind of sucks. And, um, it's just a really, really good song. Um, it's a bit sad for my night drive tastes. (laughs) Um, but that's just the mood I'm in. This would fit any like another mood. Um, but currently, I you know tried to keep it generally uplifting. But uh, you know this, I think this is the one I think would be really good on at a bonfire as well. Um, it definitely fits more of a night drive feel. But I could definitely see this like being a big hit, like middle of the night in a, in like a bonfire. Yeah, yeah. He he's got a way of like having big choruses and having super soft uh, verses. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, he's a, he's one of my favorite artists for that reason. It's just like the big ups and downs. I love, um, I love songs that build, especially like the first time he says, 
Love Ain't Nothing More Than Black Magic, it's like go straight into like a guitar solo but it doesn't build so then the second time it builds and then the third time it builds even bigger and that's just a really cool way to like construct a song you know and the the song kind of like having that that momentum that keeps building on itself and then as you learn the chorus like you can get more pumped about it coming around the third time you know and that there's something about that in a night drive where like maybe you're you're like i don't know Love ain't nothing more than black magic. And then you're like, you know what? That was really fucking catchy. I'm going to say that again. And then you say it again. And then, then you got people behind you. It, it, yeah. There's something cool about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so yeah. Number three for me, uh, the aforementioned Indietronica track, uh, Sleepyhead by Passion Pit. I was in kind of, I don't know. I was in a very like 2010s mood, I guess, for this playlist. So, um, but yeah, no, this shit was on, like, I feel like it was on so many car commercials back in the day, just because it's like that easy listening. It's easy to, it's easily accessible. Uh, but it is, it's just what a hundred percent what I was looking for this week. And uh, I, this is the song that I replaced my other song with. And I was like, cause I was like, ah, the, the, it doesn't really fit what I'm looking. It's a night drive song, but it's not really what I'm looking for. And then I thought back to last week, I was like, fuck, we talked about passion pit last week. It's exactly what I'm looking for. And uh, yeah, I, don't, I really don't care. I give a fuck what the lyrical content content is. Um, but this is just like what I was talking about earlier. We roll down the window, you let the wind catch your hand and you do the little wave thing. Um, it's just a, it's a beautiful like drive through a city center, like just I'm, I'm feeling good tonight. I want to feel, I want to keep that, that feeling going. Um, and I, you know, doing a little bit of research on this song, the EP was on, he originally wrote as a gift for his girlfriend, I think for Valentine's day. Uh, I don't know if this song was on the like original part that he made as a gift. Cause they, everywhere I'd looked, it said this and another song were added to the EP for their commercial release. Um, so I don't know if this was part of the original gift, but either way, like this, this song is just this, the whole EP is like a, a gift to his girlfriend, which I think is pretty cool that it just blew up out of nowhere. Hell yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, this isn't peach pit. No, it's not. Don't, don't get that confused. Cause <laughs> there's been a lot of confusion. Whose pit is it? It's passion pit this week. Um, yep. Zoe said she loved this song in the seventh grade. So if you want to feel old, um, that was a little dagger. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. This came out my junior year of high school. Um, yeah, I had dropped out of college already. <laughs> I was I was on my second job. Oh, man. But yeah, that, that alt indie wave that came through left us with some really cool and different music. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, is this is this kick drum indie? Mm, there's, no. a kick dr- there's only a kick drum. No. It's not kick drum indie though. Kick drum indie is acoustic. Does it have to be, or does it just have to have a kick drum? I think so. I think it doesn't <laughs> sound. It doesn't sound. If here's the here's the here's the litmus test for kick drum indie. Well, could it be on one of uh, Mumford and Sons' first two albums? I don't think this could have been. So let me ask you this: Could it be kick drum indie if that's the only drum you get the whole song? No, I still don't think so. I think that's because, no. <laughs> by definition, that's, that's kick drum. Kick, no, kick drum indie. no, I, I disagree. I disagree because that's that's what you get in electronic a lot too. Is just a heavy kick drum for a lot in the bed. So, um, I think 
since it's my made up genre, I make the rules for it. <laughs> You're gatekeeping and kick drum Andy already. I, I'm not gatekeeping. I'm just telling you. Well, the, the rules are if the, the 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 one rule is if it could be on Sinomore or or Babel, then it's then it's kick drum Indie. If it doesn't, then it's not kick drum Indie. Let him in. Sorry, dude. Um, yeah, have, have you, better musical analysis. You, I don't know what to tell you. You, the listener, you tell us: Is this kick drum indie? Because um, it's indie tronica and it's got kick drum. So you know, I'm, I'm just saying. That's like uh, saying that's like saying every song that has a drum and bass is drum and bass. It's it's not the same thing. You you made the made up genre, so I know. I that's just, why I'm saying I'm making the rules. You're okay. asking me about. I'm leaving it up to it's in the listener's hands now. Um okay. if this song felt like as we were getting rid of like neon and crunkcore emo, a lot of that like weird shit, a lot of really cool stuff came from it. Like you know, this is not that far removed from like Hello Goodbye with the super electronica and like just thank God there wasn't autotune. Like we that was the one thing I think we really threw out that didn't need to be there. And mm-hmm. it kind of left us with some really cool music like this, and um, it's a it's a great jam, a great throwback, and I, I loved it for a night drive. Oh yeah. Uh, so my my third pick, Hawthorne by Matt Kareckis. Um, I'm almost formulaic in the way I I pick my songs. Like the way my songs are this week, kind of all have like a slow a slow start, a, a medium build up, and then like a cor- a big chorus. Um, and I really like how songs like expand on their energy, especially this song. I feel like this song kind of did very similarly to the Rustin Kelly song. It's got piano drums and I really like the drums in this song. Um, it's just so, so long with that, like, and it, um, I don't know. This song was one that like kind of grew on me as I listened to this album a little bit more and it's a few years old now. Um, from 2019 i want to say so i listened to this the wheels off of this matt Karecki's album when i first bought my house and i was doing a lot of stuff around the house um and the the lyrics are just so anthemic and it, it talks about a woman in his life that he really admires through the tough times like uh i saw you back against the wall swinging to everyone you had no care at all and i saw you dancing in the storm with your arms arms up you had no care at all and kind of just like taking a rough shitty situation and just like owning it like you're standing in the rain and you're just like singing along to your favorite song like those are the kind of powerful women that i admire and i've i've been fortunate to have people in my life like women wise that have taken adversity and taking tough times and just like fucking owned it so i love songs like this that are like you're sitting there and just like kind of a wallflower and watching someone be amazing is really cool um but yeah the song rocks and it just feels great to sing in a car alone too. Yeah, my first note is fuck this guy's last name because I couldn't pronounce it right to save save my life this week. It's like how the fuck do you say this guy's <laughs> last name? Um, and yeah, no, this has me a little scared for Jada January because I, I wasn't really vibing with this track a whole lot. Um, I don't dislike it. It just um, and that the little instrumental explosion you're talking about um, is fucking incredible. Um, but other than that, it's just an okay track for me. Um, it makes me feel a little bit better that it, you said it grew on you a little bit. Um, so maybe that's why I just I just didn't listen to it. And I mean, I listened to this playlist a bunch this week, but 
Um, I just, I don't know. I understand how, like, I love the anthemic, the anthemic nature of the song. And um, it's just not something I would throw on for like a relaxing night drive. And I think that was my main kind of beef with it. Um, like I said, I don't think it's a bad song. I just wasn't vibing with it. And like, I feel like this was, of all your picks, this was the one that was most farthest removed from what I was going for. Um, and, you know, I want to feel like a cool guy at night. And this just, just felt a little too soft for that. <laughs> you're in your car alone. Who cares? Nobody can see how cool you're being. That's, but that's not that's not how I feel. And I want people to see how cool I am at night when I'm by myself. That's the whole vibe of my playlist. You're Facebook living your your night drive. <laughs> no, I want the people on the sidewalk like, man, that guy's listening to some cool music. What a cool guy! <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever thought someone driving by listening to music has been cool ever. I don't give a shit. That's that's what I think, and that's what I want. That's I will forever think that people wish they were in the car with me when I drive by. So. Um, I mean, you, yeah, no, it, you drive, you drive a Scion. I drive a Chevy Trailblazer. So hold on. I don't drive a Scion. What do you drive? <laughs> it's far more embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I drive a Kia Soul, but yeah, we, we drive dad cars for sure. So it's not like yeah. uh, people are like, oh, damn, what are they listening to? Yeah. But if it's cool enough, they're like, ooh. And look, man, the soul had a great ad camp campaign with the cool hamsters. I want, I just, that's all I want is I want people to think I'm one of those fucking cool hip hop hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> and this song, this song ain't doing it, bud. Well, to each, <laughs> to each their own. No, and the thing is, it's a good song. It just, um, for like the vibe, like the vibe I was in or the mood I was in this week, it wasn't. It wasn't catching me. Yeah. I'm sure I would like it any other time or if it was just a different playlist we were doing this week. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, matter of preference at the time. My yeah. mood was just wasn't – my mood wasn't it for it this week. Um, but good song. I don't want to leave on a sour note there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my fourth pick is uh, Light by San Holo. Um, there's not many lyrics here, uh, but the ones that are there are very important. Um even if it makes me blind, I just want to see the light. Uh, I don't know. It, like I said, you don't need to say much for it to be impactful. And I, he says it a bunch. Or the, the woman says it a billion times in this song. I know you're going to say shit about it already. So, um, <laughs> But that's just what electronic music is. Um, but this song has a special place in my heart because in 2020, um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of it right now. It's going to drive me crazy. But Secret Sky Festival was a, it's a festival that it's started in lockdown and it was a festival that's on Twitch exclusively. And it's just a bunch of artists that come on. They do like a short set from their house or wherever the hell they are. Um, and it's been something they've been doing since, uh, since COVID. And this was the first full set. San Holos was, was, was the first full set I watched and it was just him in like an empty living room with a bunch of little candles around him. And this is the set song he closed the set with. And it just was really fucking powerful and uplifting at that time for me. And I don't know. I've just always like, I kind of choked, got choked up a little bit listening to the song a couple times this week, just because it reminded me of like how uplifting the whole secret sky festival was, especially that first year where it's just like, we can't go and do things. So I'm going to bring 
a, a festival to the people. It was completely free. Um, it was like a three day thing. And it was just a really fucking awesome experience to like, cause it, it wasn't announced. He's just like, I'm going to throw this together. I'm going to invite some of my friends to play cool music. And I don't know this, this, this song in and of itself is really uplifting. The music, the music is really cool. Some really cool drops. Um, but again, my, my neon future theme and then city drives, this is, this is right in that wheelhouse. So, yeah, that's cool. I remember how pumped you were about a lot of that, the, the Twitch festivals and uh, like all that mm-hmm. live music. Um, they did it a couple times, didn't they? Yeah, I think they're still doing it. Like it's something that they just do in the summer now. Uh, Porter Robinson, that's, that's who does it. Um, yeah. and I was going to, I was going to put a Porter Robinson song on here, but we've done a lot of Porter in the last year. Um, so I was like, let me just do San Holo. Yeah. Uh, does San Holo want to see the light? Uh, yes, he, yes, does. he does. <laughs> that, that question is answered very quickly in this song. Um, I think I mentioned last week, Ben's song said it said a lyric 40 times, 37. So, you mm-hmm. know, less, but you know, still more than that one song you guys gave me hell for. Um, <laughs> But, I I didn't give you hell for it, but you Basically, were you were quick you were quick to jump in. It's also it's because it's funny. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So yeah, now you gave me something to latch onto. I'm gonna do it forever. Um, That's fine. Doesn't bother me. Yeah. It, regardless, <laughs> uh, 2017 was a really cool year for music, and obviously, if I felt like a specific sound came out of like. 2015 16 17 just from what you guys have showed me there's been a lot of cool music in the edm world that came from that time um it's just got a good drop that makes you want to keep driving but it's not like a head banger or a stank face it's got like a softness that i think i can appreciate and maybe it's the beat or maybe it's the vocals because there's a, a woman vocalist on this song that just has like a really soft voice and Overall, it's pretty good. It's it's a good vibe pick for sure. And it, it was like a tamer version of what you've had so far. It was almost like just a little bit different shade of what we've already got. Yeah, I think I think this the there's the fullness to that sound where he just kind of does that cool recording technique where the sound it's like it's like backwards almost where the sound crescendos out instead of like st- starting loud and going soft it goes it starts soft and gets big it's a it's a big it was a big sound in that that period of edm you're talking about and i really love it because it's just so clean and full and um very very nice to listen to um it's the same thing that happens in those 80s just 80s drums that i hate where the sound doesn't degenerate um but that's just a straight hit that doesn't degenerate and that's why i dislike it this is a slow build up into a crescendoing sound and it just kind of fills whatever space you're listening to it in and um yeah i love it i love that era of edm it's so good it's so nice and clean and uplifting yeah so for my fourth pick Mm -hmm. there's no way featuring julia michaels by love uh, I felt like you and I both had talked about artists in the last couple of weeks, and we were like, now I'm going to pick them because they're on the yeah, front of my brain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, this song has a special place in my heart, similar to how your last song was, um, because this song kind of captures a moment when um, my wife and I, Zoe, were just driving around at night before we were like dating, and we were kind of figuring out our feelings for one another. 
And I just had, for whatever reason that night, I had like a love complete at that time. I think it was however many songs he had. I had just like a love complete playlist on and this song came on and it was like a movie like moment. Like when the music matches the mood and like everything that's going on. And it's just like when music and life can intersect like that, it's really special. And it kind of makes you, it forces you to acknowledge like everything you're feeling. And that's just such a, a really cool moment. And I've always got fond memories of the song and I'll, there's something about like a push and pull song, like, uh, I forget who was it, The Strokes, that had the song with Paris Paris Jackson. That song mm-hmm. consumed my life like a year or two ago because very similarly, it's like the will they, won't they, and like we're going to make it happen. We might. I don't know what's going to happen. Like every rom-com ever, but I'm a sucker for it. Um, the, the line, you touch me, and it's almost like we knew that there would be history. It's like when you like have that spark with someone and like you're like, oh, fuck, like – this is either going to be a disastrous heartbreak or this is going to be something I tell my kids about, you know, like that's such a powerful line for a pop song that I don't think gets enough recognition. Yeah, no, it's interesting. You talk about like that movie moment. Cause that's the exact headcanon I got from this. It's uh, it's that classic, like driving through LA at night, like the outskirts of LA um down a windy road with the top down and it's like a slow motion montage of the moments these two friends have had together and it's slowly they start to realize like hey this might be something more and it all kind of culminates into whatever view it is that they always go to over la and you can just see the urban sprawl like wherever they go in la la land i know you hate la la land but that's what i'm picturing is like where they end up is like they're in this convertible they're sitting there this slow motion montage just happened and the scene ends with like the woman slowly like melting into the dude's like chest with his arm around her and like they they and then they like exchange a knowing glance and it's like this is this is the beginning this is when friend uh friends become lovers and um it's this i think fit my vibe more than anything on your on your list um because it was about it it was more it felt more urban it felt more um i don't know this is just more connected to what i was what i was looking for um and i'm i just i don't know i'm happy in the song and that's what i really wanted was just to kind of be happy at the end of the day with this playlist and i really really enjoyed this listen of this song yeah there there's something special about the will they won't they like it's it gets strung out in rom and like sitcoms and shit so it's kind of annoying but like when it happens in real life it's really i don't know it's fun to be a part of because you don't know what's going to happen so yeah yeah a song that commemorates that's always cool yeah uh my last pick um the end titles from tron legacy by daft punk uh this one is one part to fuck with you for your bullshit statements on daft punk last week and (laughs) one part because it just fits my the vibe i was looking for perfectly really it was it would that was the main thing i would have replaced it with my song of the show had i thought about it earlier um just because it fits a little bit better um but this there's i mean it's daft punk it's it's that electronica that i'm looking for it's all about driving it's all about like Tron. If you've ever seen it, it's, it happens in a digital city that is a perpetual night. 
and uh, the ending sequence is really fucking cool, and it's perfect for what I was going for. Um, it's it's upbeat, it's clean, it's triumphant, um, and it's literally the end of this movie where it's like this is the end of the night song for me on my on my night drive. Like I'm I'm pulling in, like I've had a good time, um, and this is like a good culmination of what I like my specific playlist like there's a reason i put it last on my playlist because it's a culmination of my five songs and that's kind of how i feel about it um yeah it's just a really good clean uh, classic daft punk track there was a lot of songs i could have picked from the soundtrack um but this is this is the best one it's the least the least movie ish because i mean they made a very traditional movie score for this 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 uh movie um but yeah, this one is the, the most standalone, I suppose, is the way, best way to put it. Yeah. Siri, uh, text Kevin the, the middle finger emoji. Uh, <laughs> and if, I kind of feel the same way about the song that you do. Like, it feels like we're watching like a 90s, what we thought the future was like from the 90s and like a futuristic fight scene where they send like two people to like go save Neo Tokyo. Uh, so I was kind of in the same headspace as you were, but, um, you know, this isn't my cup of tea. Kind of like Matt Karecki's for you. It's just like, I I like Daft Punk in very small doses and, like, very particular songs. So I like giving you a hard time because I know they're really important to you, um, mm-hmm. and that's just what friends do. But <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Don't even say it, dude. <laughs> Because it pissed it pissed me off so bad. It pissed me off so much when I read it earlier. I gotta say it. No, um, it, I didn't mean it. But I, after you said t- you were gonna fuck with me, I was like, all right, well, I'll I'll just say this: songs like this make me happy. Daft Punk is done making music. The thing is, like, this is a good. This is one of their better songs, and there's so many. I like if this had been like around the world, sure. I get it. That song's yeah. annoying, but I really like it. This song is pretty well liked universally from from people that listen to it. So yeah. I was just yeah. like, "You're a fucking, you're a fucking asshole." Well, you started it, okay? I was just, <laughs> I was just having you a good start- time. You started it last week. When you- <laughs> Who can remember when you, fucking, when you fucking stomped on my nuts? It's like the Hatfields uh, and McCoys. It goes back so far, no one can remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, the whole seven days, <laughs> I can't remember anything. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, I generally yeah. I generally like the song. Just like, you know, am I going to pick yeah, it? it? Probably not. I um, didn't expect you to to like love it anyway. Um, I think it, as far as Daft Punk goes, I think Random Access Memories Daft Punk is definitely more your speed. Mm-hmm. Um, like Discovery. Like really anything before that. Maybe, maybe some stuff on Human After All, but like anything like Discovery or, you know homework probably is not going to be your cup of tea yeah which is fine yeah um something new to worry about by i feel fine is my fifth pick so i know very little about this band it was one that i found kind of in a like when i was like you know what i want to see what kind of like indie rock is out there nowadays you know i i feel kind of disconnected from that world sometimes so i kind of found some spotify artists and kind of did a deep dive made a big playlist and when we were driving to Montana, this is one of the standouts, uh, the band I Feel Fine, at least. And it kind of reminds me of Explosions in the Sky. I don't know if you ever listened to them. 
They were big nope. on like the Friday Night Lights, um, the movie soundtrack, and it was just like the first time I had heard like cinematic rock music that had no vocals. And me and my brother Dalton ran the wheels off it. So anything that can sound similar to that, the intro is great, and it kind of reminded me of that. Um, but the thing I really enjoy about this song that makes it a good night drive song is that there's mostly gang vocals in the back of the mix, which I thought was, I, I, I love it. So I kind of, I kind of contradict myself on, I didn't like the, the new Jubees, how it was in the back, but this one, it felt like no one's in the front, everyone's singing. And that's kind of cool. Like there's no one in the front being the lead singer, like everyone in the band singing. And when you can get that kind of feeling, it it's, it's makes for a really good uh, night drive song. Um, and I also like that it kind of takes its time. I'm kind of breaking all my, my traditional deal rules here, but, you know, I don't really have the patience for songs more than three minutes long. But on a night drive, I do. You know, it's like I got nowhere to be. I'm taking this drive intentionally to, like, listen to music and kind of just, like, get out of my head for a little bit. So driving without a destination and, like, a song like this just kind of it kind of takes you on a ride, which I really, I, I kind of like, you know, I'm not looking for a destination. I'm not looking for a resolution. I'm just looking for something. And this kind of song gets me there. Yeah, no, it's, there's a big explosion into vocals, which is kind of exactly the vibe I want for leaving a bar drunk or leaving a party drunk. Like to me, this is a song you listen to as you're being driven home somewhere and you're fucking in the back seat, like fucking just you know yelling it with your buddies you know what i mean um uh, you definitely need a, a dd for this song uh because this i unlike you i'm usually the long song guy the middle of this song put me to sleep kind of because I, I think i was kind of in like that i was i'm drunk in the back seat my mindset and i'm like Ugh. you kind of see yourself like slumping down as it slows down and then it comes back in and you like pop up and you're again got your arms around your buddies and you're singing it again um and i didn't even consider like leaving the bar songs and i i'm pretty upset about that because what a perfect like that could be a playlist of in and of itself. <laughs> it's like, you know, the, your, uh, it's kind of like our, have we done that before? Kind of like an, we've never done playlist? like, no, like a drunk sing-along playlist. I think we've talked, we've definitely talked about it before. Um, and I think it would be like a perfect, like a perfect kind of playlist. And this would fit perfect on that, but it also fits that night drive. Cause again, there's nothing, there's not, there's not a whole lot more enjoyable than being just fucking blitzed with your friends and listening to music that you love to scream. And, uh, you know, it was for me in college, it was kiss me. I'm shit face. That was my after the bar song. Mm -hmm. And it's one, it's one of those uh, dropkick Murphy songs that you can just fucking just sway back and forth and like, kiss me, I'm shit faced. And this kind of has that same kind of vibe to it. So I was, I loved it. And I was also pissed at myself for not even considering this part of a night, um, in my in my picks i think i just got so locked into that city drive like mood um you know what's funny is i was thinking about like my drive drives home from your place when i record out there and i know hamilton's not like a sprawling metropolis but like it's a cool drive through downtown and i was like i was thinking like what would be a cool like playlist to listen through like driving through downtown hamilton in the middle of the night yeah no it, or, like, it is Cincinnati. it's like the first city you see after like nothing for so long that like when you pass through it and you're like going like over the bridge and stuff like that, there is a, a really cool factor 
especially late at night when no one's on the road. It, it is a yeah. very cool, like you're, it's, uh, you ever seen Perks of Being a Wallflower? Uh, no, if I have, it's been in bits and pieces. So there's a, they're the end of the movie and they, they kind of do it throughout the movie. Um, they talk about like songs they want to listen to and like they make mixtapes for each other, but there's a part in, they live in Pittsburgh when you come out of the underpass and you like open up and you're like on the bridge and you can see the entire Pittsburgh skyline. And like, I think the last line of the movie is like, in this moment we feel infinite. And that's just like the night drive playlist right there. Um, yeah, that's, that's exactly the vibe I was going for. Just seeing city lights and just like, what kind of vibe do I want for that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think if we would have tried to do too many like feelings, it would have gotten hard. Like, it would have made the playlist a little more sporadic, I think. So I'm glad we kind of both had that feeling of like driving night, maybe see some lights or take a back road, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That was good. <laughs> uh, that was a good playlist, man. I, As much as we give each other shit, we both enjoy each other's music more than we would have two years ago. Yeah. And I think that again, it's like we have over, we've talked about an ad nauseum. It's, you know, we have overlapping tastes, but not overlapping music, if that makes sense. Like, I think we like the same things about music. Like, we like tightness. We like good melody. Um, we like gang vocals. You know, we like some of the same shit, um, but almost none of our music overlaps, which I think is interesting. Um, and this playlist is showing that, like, we're not going to conform to one another. We're going to continue <laughs> yeah. to like what we like and just show each other. Yeah, and I always I always like doing playlist episodes uh, just because they just feel more natural. Um, I don't know. It, it feels more like we get to show more of our true selves. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It feels that way to me. Even when it's my own album, I'm like, ah, ah I don't know. I don't really want to talk about yeah. this fucking full album because I very rarely there's a whole album that I love all the way through. But I know on a playlist, I'm going to love every single one of my picks and I'm probably going to love all, if not, most, if not all, of your picks as well. So, oh, yeah. because it's a, it's going for a mood. So mm -hmm. we don't have to try to pigeonhole a mood into an album, you know. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of times we pick an album with like four of our favorite songs, and we got to go through like eleven or twelve. Right. That like, <laughs> I didn't love all of these, and now <laughs> I'm defending it with my life because <laughs> yeah. Kevin doesn't it's like my it. pick. It's my week, goddammit. And I, he's gonna you're gonna like it whether you like it or not. Um but yeah, no, it's uh, I think playlist episodes are always more fun. Mm -hmm. Not not always more fun, but they're there's a they're just different. I always like doing them. Yeah. It just yeah, we can do so many different genres. It's yeah. Yeah. Um songs of the show. I'll let you go first. Sure. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is this probably should have been in my five, but I thought I only thought about it yesterday and i was like ah, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that to you um but it's i really want to stay at your house by uh rosa walton and uh Haley coggins it's from the uh the edge runners show on netflix um it's fucking an incredible show even if you've never played the cyberpunk 2077 video game it's based in that world uh it's it's really at its heart it's one of the better love stories i've I've seen in quite some time and this song is the bed for all of like the love story parts of it and the emotional weight that this song carries throughout the entire show um 
just makes it incredible. I mean, it's it's I I don't love the chorus of the song, but they don't really play that chorus in the show. It's just a really pretty like verse parts that you really get the, the most of. And um, yeah, it's just really fucking good, man. Uh, if I know you're not a big anime guy, but you love love stories and you like cool action. So you should absolutely, it's a quick like 11 episode watch. Um, I think you, I know Zoe would definitely love it. And I think you would love it for the, it's really one of the best love stories I've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah. You had me at 11 episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, we cranked through Arcane in like a day. Yeah, yeah. Arcane was a quick watch for me too. So. Yeah, yeah, I loved the pick. I was like, you said like you wanted to pick this over Daft Punk. I was like, dude, I would have loved this over Daft Punk, but yeah, better content, you know. Yeah, and you still yeah. got to include <laughs> it. Yeah, but, I still got to include it. It sucks because I don't want to necessarily pick something that picks the playlist, but it's like I have to talk about this because it's it's been on it's been one of my favorite songs since I watched the show like a month ago. So, mm-hmm. um, my song of the show is "Comatose" by Coheed and Cambria. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're kind of our example of like this is a band that never really reached their full potential. And a friend and I drove up to see Bill Murray up in Columbus, which I talked about last week, but. Uh, while we were driving up there and driving back, we showed each other a lot of music, and he was like, did you listen to Coheed and Cambria's new album? And I was like, you know, here and there I hear a song, but, you know, I'm not like a, a huge Coheed and Cambria guy. And we listened to the full album. It's like a cinematic masterpiece, man. This album really good. fucking rocks. And uh, Comatose, I remember being one of the first ones I was like, whoa. I think this is like track four, but I was like, damn, this is like legitimately good. And it kind of reminds me of, uh, Pierce Vale, just kind of the higher pitched vocals and you know super tight instrumentation, and it felt so big. And it's a really great album. If we had the time, I would love to cover it, but it's so long too. But yeah, it is unfortunately. When you live two hours from Columbus, you know you got nothing but time. So um, yeah, we listened to the full yeah. thing, and I loved it. Yeah, I've been uh, as they've been releasing singles from this album. I've had him as a nice song on the show a couple, like two or three times for sure. And I'm I'm one of Coheed's biggest critics because I I want to love them so bad because I know they're so good. Um, so this new album has been fucking awesome for me um, because it's finally it finally feels like they're reaching the levels that I knew they could on a full album. Um, they're just one of my biggest annoyances because I never hated Coheed, but they pissed me off more than any other band because I'm like, fuck, just fucking do it. Just go for it. And I never felt like they fully went for it. And it feels like on this album, they went for it. And I fucking, I love this song. Um, yeah, great pick. Like I, I, I knew that I know this, I knew the song before, as soon as you posted, I was like, yeah, I've listened to this song a bunch. It's awesome. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go. You go, Coheed. You finally made me happy. <laughs> you did it. You, you, you appeased Kevin. Another yeah. hater lost. <laughs> and again, I was never a hater. It was just like, it was more like a disappointed parent. It's like, you've got so much more potential in you, kid. Just I just don't want to see it. you throw it all away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um. So let's talk about our social media and then we'll talk about what we're planning on doing next week. Um. So if you go to offthebeatencleft.com, we got some really cool merch on there. We got a hoodie, which I'm rocking. You can't you can't see it because you're listening. Um, we got we got mugs. We've got long sleeve, short sleeve, all that fun stuff. 
The stuff fits great. Uh, Kevin did a really good job of organizing all that, and it's definitely worth checking out. If you join our Discord, which we have a link in our show notes, if you join our Discord, uh, we will give you a 20% off uh, little thingy. Yeah, it's a, it's uh, what's it called? It's pinned to our main page, main discussion page, or maybe the off topics page. It's pinned to one of the pages. So if you join, um, you can get that code. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and also was... like Twitter, Twitter is on on the on the fringes right now. There's a pretty good chance Twitter is just like become obsolete, even if it doesn't get shut down. So if you want to join our Discord. We love getting in there, talking shit. We talk about so much more than just music or the the podcast. We It's really where I talk to most. It's where I have most of my interaction outside of my wife and at work. Yeah. Um, we do have a Twitter. Twitter is at OffClef. Our Instagram is at OffTheBeatenClef. And we love emails, OffTheBeatenClef at gmail.com. Um, in terms of next week, we've thrown around doing some albums i i have some albums lined up i don't know about you um but so we really don't know we're recording this kind of early so um it could be an album it could be a playlist yeah i'm cool with either i don't really have any ideas for anything as usual so <laughs> hell yeah the world is open it's like a the night drive that's right um so yeah be on the lookout and uh follow us on on the interwebs and we'll let you know Join our Discord. You'll know first. Yes, please. It's very stream of consciousness on there. We kind of make our decisions on there anyway. So, Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.